0: And welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We're so glad that you are with us um, on another episode. We are kicking off a new topic, and it happens to be, well, a combination of topics. We're talking about um, dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, and kind of things that... Go in the mix with that. And why I say that is because tonight we're talking about literacy and literacy, especially with teens and young adults. And, um, and so when you think of reading problems, oftentimes we just, a lot of parents nowadays just want to say, well, maybe they have a touch of dyslexia or all this. Well, we want to, to kind of broaden that that scope, that there's a lot of children that struggle with reading and literacy. And our expert tonight is Dr. Maria Cleary. Welcome, Maria. Thank you for being with us tonight. Oh, it's my great pleasure, Peggy. Thank you for having me. Sure. I am very, very excited with what you have to share with our audience this evening. And I just want all of you to know that if you are joining us live, you have the ability to make comments um, in the feed. Now, I have an additional thing to add. If you are watching on our new Empowered Homeschool Network, and you have the link to the YouTube video. If you want to make comments, you're going to have to click to watch on YouTube instead of just watching on the Empowered Homeschool Network. Um, if you don't know what the Empowered Homeschool Network, I want you to check that out. If you go to empoweredhomeschool.org, that is our new community where you can join a group and and interact with other SPED homeschool community members, as well as our team. And then we even have a, um, a coaching mentoring group that just launched today that, um, that you can sign up for. So anyways, I'll share a little bit more about that as we wrap up later and some other great things happening here at SPED Homeschool. But um, Maria, as we kick off, I would just love for our audience to get to know you a little better. Um, But I do have to remember, this is something I can't forget, is that I wanna thank um, Shop for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And we're gonna learn more about them about halfway through the show. But if you're curious, you can check out Ahead of time, and visit rightshop.com. So, um, so yeah. Let us let, tell us a little bit about yourself, Maria, and and why are you so passionate about this topic? Well,
1: I am. I have. I wear a number of hats. today. Mm-hmm. I am an interim school administrator, but I am also the parent of a special needs young adult, mm-hmm. and. The reason I got involved in this whole topic of literacy and the current project on which I'm working yeah. is that my daughter, um, who's an adoptive child, she came to us from Bulgaria when she was three years old. Oh, okay, And we didn't know that she had special needs at that time, mm-hmm. but it became apparent to us and we did our best with her um, in regular school. Um, In fact, she was in regular school, classified until she was in the eighth grade. But we noticed that once she hit around middle school, Mm. she pretty much stopped wanting to read. And it got to the point where it became a negative experience for her. Mm. And when I would ask her why she didn't want to read, she would say to me, reading makes my brain hurt. Uh, and yes. I could tell when mm-hmm. she was looking at the books and the way she scrunched up her face. She oh, me, wow. That she was telling the truth. Yeah. And in eighth grade, she moved on to a special education school. and She was there till she was 21. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of emphasis on some academic subjects. But honestly, mm-hmm. the reading fell by the wayside. And the older she got, the more the concentration was on... Getting her ready for some kind of career right. than was for reading, which is ironic because what what bosses uh, complain about the most when mm. uh, potential employees come to them is that their reading skills aren't what they should be. So. If right. we're going to prepare our students for careers, I think mm. the first we need to do is make sure they can read the job applications, which many yeah. of them can't, or the manuals that tell them how to do the job. Mm-hmm. So anyway, when backing up a bit, uh, when she sort of stopped reading, I took a look at what was making her find mm. reading such a negative experience. And it was a, a couple of things. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the first thing is that she ran out of books that have pictures in them. And Oh, yes. I mm-hmm. think that people with special education children will know, know this, that <laughs> special education young people have a very difficult time forming word pictures in their minds. That right. to just read words the way we normally read is we read, the girl went into the house, and then she mm-hmm. got her dog, and then she took mm-hmm. her dog down the street. We can picture the girl, that right? And the dog, and the lawn, and whatever mm-hmm. else is in the story. Right. Special needs kids cannot do that. Mm. They they cannot make pictures out of abstractions, and mm-hmm. so without pictures, it became very very difficult for her to understand the books. Right. Also, what happened was the books that were age-appropriate were just simply too difficult for her. The mm. vocabulary was too far, The sentence structure was too challenging. Mm-hmm. She, she It required way too much critical thinking for her to really follow the story. So, consequently, there's nothing to read. And mm-hmm. She was reading. Yeah. So, I, I thought to myself, <laughs> I, I felt falled to try to do something about this and what i did was on this back seven years ago i created a beta version of a book that was targeted specifically at my daughter's age group young adults and this Mm -hmm. is this book is for adolescents through young adults and it's an e-book it's a digital book because we find that these Students really are attracted to books on the computer or any products on the computer. Yeah. Um, and it's illustrated. It's animated. It mm-hmm. has checks for understanding to help them to uh, go back and remind themselves about what they read. Mm-hmm. And we went out and we put it out and tested it. Mm-hmm. And the test results were remarkable. And so, since then, what we've been trying to do is to build up this product. That's awesome. And that's how I ended up where I am today, but still with this burning desire to help struggling readers who Mm -hmm. just can't seem to know the joy of reading a good book.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's heartbreaking. So too that they, you know, you want that for your child. You want them to be in to be able to enjoy that literature, um, and at least at some level. And you know, as you were talking, it the thoughts came to mind that you know, view their viewers and our listeners. Maybe they have younger children um, that, or maybe they have a child who's at this this level, and they're they're just going, yeah, I've seen that. But even younger children, where you see them starting this process. That they're kind of frustrated in their reading, um, not wanting them to get to the point where they become so frustrated that they, they just say, I, I can't do it anymore. Um, it's just too hard. Um, so, so thank you for sharing your story because it, it lets people know that they are not alone. Absolutely not. And,
1: and Peggy, you bring up such a good point because the way to learn to read, this will sound silly is to read <laughs> and, the more, and the more you do it the better you get at it and you're not going to want to do something that is painful for you you're not right. going to want to do something that is hard you're not mm-hmm. going to want to do something that doesn't bring you joy right and if you're not motivated to mm. pick up a book you're simply not going to ever be able to improve at it no matter how That's many different point. reading programs Wilson or Gillingham or whatever anybody wants mm-hmm. to to say works, it doesn't work unless your child mm-hmm. wants to do it. I mean, I bet there are many parents out there who can recount that when their ch- children Discovered Harry Potter. All of a sudden, they picked up a book and they sped through all seven things right. of it. And what a joy that was! And then they were when they were finished, they stopped reading. But <laughs> but, but, it, but it 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 sort of it, it illustrates that point mm-hmm. of how when they are motivated, yeah. they will do it. And mm-hmm. so what we have to do is create more
0: products for them that will motivate them to. That's true, true. Yeah. Um, one of our viewers re- said that she recommends, um, comics, um, graphic novels, manga for struggling readers. They can tell complex stories and are good for visual learners. Uh, I know a lot of people in our community use those. And, um, and I know, um, Maria, I, have actually been able to look at her product. Um, she let me review it for free and, um, it, it's more interactive. Which I, I really loved because it I, I found too when working with um like our intern that I need to stop and we need to have a conversation even in the middle because he may forget, even though I make videos, instructional videos for him on how to do things and I take give him step by step instructions, um, that check to did you really catch all of yeah. that? And go back. Uh, is so important. Absolutely.
1: It's an interesting point, too. I have a number of people um, suggest graphic novels to me, and I know that there are people who have great success with them. Mm-hmm. What I have found with the readers that I've encountered, including my daughter, is that they they have a somewhat frenzied format for her. You know, you mm-hmm. have these panels on a page, and sometimes there are six to eight panels on the page. Mm-hmm. And in every panel... There's dialogue and sometimes there's a little bit of narration on the panel. Mm -hmm. I found that my daughter had trouble following it, that it was just too much Mm -hmm. input for her. Um, I think that the, um, and certainly I appreciate the person who commented, I think that the theory is correct to put Mm -hmm. the pictures and the words together. I just think in a lot of graphic novels, it's too much of a good thing. You know, yeah, so. well,
0: I've I've seen the difference. So if you have a a, a student who has a, a higher IQ that is good with um, with sequencing and is able to, you know, and really maybe dyslexia is their only issue that mm-hmm. they just can't picture the words, but but they have the ability to do everything else. That is a good solution um, yes. because my middle son is that way. I mean, he can read, you know. Captions for two and a half hour video, and but he can't read a textbook with just white paper and words. Right. Um, but but I have adopted siblings who all have fetal alcohol syndrome, and they all have sequencing issues, and they cannot track those those books either. So yeah. so, so it it has to do a lot with the, the mental capacity as well as the the reading. I think the type of disability. You know, we mm-hmm. know as
1: educators that every student ha- learns differently. And certainly every student with a disability has a different disability. In No yes. two of them are mm, the different. same. And so Good what point. we try to do is we try to adapt the products that we um, make available to answer as many of the mm. issues that they may have. Right. Yeah. with
0: with reading per se. Mhm. That's that's a really good point and and so yeah, um so Kaz, Karasu I I I love your suggestions and also you said something about light novels are a good choice and and yes, if your student progresses, I think Maria would agree that um those are some great options Absolutely. and even the the ones that are um High interest, low readability, um, those types of books are good, too. They're those just the different are different learners.
1: Uh, yes, mm-hmm. they are. They are very good. And as a matter of fact, I um, have used one or two of them with my daughter because they're starting to illustrate them just a little bit. I had taken her to yes. see um, A Midsummer Night's Dream, which is ah, you know, it's yeah. one of Shakespeare's most hilarious plays right she wouldn't wouldn't have had a clue how to follow this exactly Uh i thought her the high low reader of Mm -hmm. midsummer night's dream and in fact by one of your sponsors saddleback publishing um yes does produce highly recommend Mm -hmm. books and we read it ahead of time and we brought the book with us to the play
0: and a great idea.
1: It really worked out well, but it was mm. a lot of reinforcement. I mean, we I'm heard, sure we read mm-hmm. it, we watched the pictures, we saw the play, we mm-hmm. talked about it afterwards. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's a big investment. Mm-hmm. It really is, but worth it because
0: it ended up to be an enriching yeah. experience for. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Um, so you have some slides, and I'm going to bring those up. But I also want to let our audience know that if there's something that comes up while we're talking, and you just have a question or a comment, please do put it in the feed, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, or maybe you're even watching on Twitter. Um, don't have many viewers there. We're still broadcasting there, though. Um so, but, um, Maria's going to talk about digital literacy tools for older challenged readers. And, um, so should I just head on to the, the yeah, first well, slide? Yeah, right to the first slide. Read Easy is the name of our product. But yeah,
1: um, and I we're going to give you some background, uh, about, mm-hmm. about this. And, and as I say, Read Easy and its uniqueness is that you don't have to use this product in school. Um, there's no need for a teacher to um, make a chart of all the readers and assess their progress and mm-hmm. accumulate data because this is—it's overwhelming enough to do what you have to do when you're teaching, whether you're mm-hmm. teaching at home or in school. But to have to track all this information is very, very tough. But Read Easy is a product where you can just say, "Hey, you want to go read a book." <laughs> and you just go and you read it the same as you would read anything else. So
0: um we're happy about having taken that direction. Well, that's that's so nice too, that you are looking at it from both sides of the coin, not just the student but also the teacher. I mean, I just I just had somebody that's in my my um community group at church and she's a special ed teacher and she is just overwhelmed by because oh. she's she you know, she teaches what, twenty special ed students mm-hmm. and having to do individual paperwork for each of those. So um, yeah, that is a much needed thing. The job of the special ed teacher right now
1: is almost impossible. It's yes, almost because impossible. they're
0: doing it remotely and they're having to do individual consultations. And yeah, it's um, it's, um it is, it insane. is so yeah.
1: But I do want to. I did think it was important to share why yes. this issue is so critical. It's mm-hmm. not just something we can kind of be moaned. This is critical. I don't know if people are aware that there are 32 million adult Americans who cannot read, cannot mm. read. And 48 million read below a fifth grade level. Oh. And 60 million haven't read a book in this past year. Oh, now I can truly believe. <laughs> we are not talking about just special ed people. Oh, we no, are not. not. I mean, when, as a matter of fact, the, um, NAEP does, um, they do assessments every few years. And what's happening is that the numbers are getting worse. Yeah. That in 30 states, the numbers have gone up of eighth grade who are not reading at a proficiency level. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you have to think about, the implications of that. You can go on to the next slide and take a yeah. look at that. I will do that. Because it isn't just your, it isn't just the fact that you can't read, which mm-hmm. is enough, but 44% of adults who are on the lowest level of literacy live in poverty. Because so there's a direct correlation. literacy. Yes. Is mm-hmm. this is it points to your chances at life success? You to mm-hmm. see, and you can see if you can't read, you can't do so many things. You say, mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm going to go work with my kids. Well, you have to read the direction to be able to build something or to be mm-hmm. able to fix a car or to be able to. You know, be a plumber. You have to be able to go to the right. store and and read the dimensions and figure out mm-hmm. how all of this goes together. Mm-hmm. But thirty-five percent of LD students just drop out of high school altogether. And we yeah. know why because they they're experiencing so much failure. Mm-hmm. And this is the statistic that really is the most sobering. Over half yeah. of LD students want to be unemployed, not right. underemployed, mm-hmm. unemployed. Yeah. So I know just my daughter and her friends. They mm-hmm. were prepared for, quote, careers. How many of them, you know, work wiping tables in a diner or bagging in a grocery store? Mm-hmm. Um, And could really be doing more if they could read, if Mm -hmm. they had been trained. And how many of those young people just give up and found that they're not employable. Mm -hmm. And so go on disability, stay home or go work and, you know, go to a a group home or daycare Mm -hmm and while the day yeah. and yeah. it's not necessary i think mm. we can expect more of our young people but what happens and and i'm i'm wondering if any of your listeners can relate to this is once our young people get to high school They're just not adorable anymore, you know? They're nice kids, but they're not like when they were in first grade. And people sort of give up on them. Mm -hmm. And they think, okay, let's place these kids in where we can so that we'll feel decent about where they are. And people run out of patience for them. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to go the extra mile to... Teach them the hard things, and I understand it
0: because they're not easy to teach. They're just not. Yeah, and we've I've heard stories from parents of their kids just being pushed through the system yep. and and not challenged. Um, I remember one mom contacting me after she homeschooled her daughter, but then was forced to actually put her back into school because her ex husband required it. That's a whole nother story. But um, but yet when work came back from the school. It was not in her daughter's handwriting, and she knew that her daughter could write because it was going to take too long for her daughter to write out the answer. So the aide wrote it for yeah. her. And this happens over and over again. I, I have adopted siblings, and my parents finally got so frustrated with the school system. And after they homeschooled, my mom actually had a heart attack, so all my siblings went back into school for a while. And the the decline in their learning was so intense because they were older mm-hmm. they just said we we can't do this yeah. no matter how much work it is to homeschool all these kids mm-hmm. we we have to make this work because it is detrimental to their future if we yes. leave them in these programs and so yes. seeing the same thing as you did Maria with your daughter
1: yes absolutely so and we don't want them to
0: become unemployed young adults right. Mm-hmm. Well, they lose their work ethic too. Unfortunately, they're just told, well you can get disability, why don't you just go to the community center and spend time with your friends and and said. this is what it's all about and exactly and those messages that you try so hard to not teach in your home are taught in the school yeah.
1: Now, if we go on to the next slide, yes.
0: <laughs> I want to get too depressing about no, this. No, I know. <laughs> but, but it's reality. So, yes, yeah, let's, let's brighten reality. this up. <laughs> this is the thing that is
1: probably the most important thing for us to know. It's not enough for us to just feel bad about this and think, oh, well, we need to teach them better. There yes. is something now called, that they've really, its really just come to the fore, for in s- neuroscience. Hmm. There is a doctor called, uh, named Norman Doidge, and he wrote a book called the Brain That Changes Itself. Um, yeah. And it's, so he wrote a follow up to it also. And he coined a, uh, a term called neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. And neuroplasticity means that your brain Continually reordering It's, it's yes. and we you know this from you know, those of us who are getting older, we're busy doing <laughs> the muscles yes. and sujoo <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. whatever it is we have to do to keep our brains going. Uh-huh. Uh huh. works this way your whole entire life, right? Oh. What happens when our kids stop reading in middle school? Yes, the brain starts pruning
0: off
1: Mm. because it doesn't use the neural connections and we can go on to the next slide um, that um, we need to read Mm. and so if we're not using those neural connections they die off right and they're not going to come back Mm-hmm. Unless you start using them again, and then they'll have to regrow themselves. Grow. Wow. So it's so, harder than yes. keeping it going. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're talking wow. about adolescence, the starts. Yes. So if they give up on reading by middle schools, the brain's reading networks will cease to develop. How sobering is that? Wow. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and... We as parents are worried enough. My my daughter has left brain hemiatrophy. So Mm -hmm. they think that when she was either in utero or when she was born, she had some kind of stroke, some kind of vascular event. Mm -hmm. And it prevented the left side of her brain from growing. So she has enough brain damage without my worrying whatever neural connection she has. Are going to start dying, mm-hmm. and this is what happens. I mean, a lot of our special needs kids have some kind of um, neural um, uh, issues. At that right, just a setback. Mm-hmm. That's that right. Isn't, yeah. And so the last thing we need is on our own to mm-hmm. be doing more more damage. It's um, very true to the yeah. hmm So this put me, frankly, into a panic about Mm. getting my daughter to read again. Um, Yeah, I can see, yeah. but And if you go on to the next page, um, Mm -hmm. because there's good news here. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There are studies that have shown that um, once you intervene with learning disabled children, that you can again change mm. connectivity in their brains. But yes. the sooner you do it the better. The yeah. longer you mm. leave it, the worse. Mm. So mm-hmm.
0: that's why isn't it true that as you get older it, it does take more effort to develop oh, sure. that that neuro those neural connections? Sure. Yeah. And if it you know there are
1: specific connections that you use for all the functions of reading and the longer you leave those fallow the tougher Mm. it is going to be to recreate them okay yeah that makes a lot of sense so you know what we have to do then as you and i talked about before is we have to motivate motivate
0: disabled
1: Mm -hmm. kids to read who find this so difficult and if we go to the next page we can talk a little bit about how uh, yeah. how we can motivate them. And research, and this is backed up by a lot of research, shows mm-hmm. that um, young people, and certainly learning disabled young people, will read a book, more likely read a book, if it's illustrated, if mm. it's interactive, and if it's digital. And the digital yes. thing is recent. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. we don't have to be convinced that our kids love to be on their computers and their iPads and their phones yes. and mm-hmm. all of that. I mean they never put them down. And why shouldn't we be taking advantage of that? That's and, very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Put, put their books on it. So I think that, you know, what we what we have to do is to start creating products that are that are taking advantage of those things. And if we look at the next slide, mm-hmm. it shows and this is sad, There is mm. not one, not one digital resource. And I have looked, Megan, I mm. can't even tell you how hard I have worked to find a resource for my daughter. Because I didn't want to create this. I mean I didn't. <laughs> an accidental entrepreneur this was, not <laughs> yeah. there was nothing for her that was digital that was age appropriate that was mm. easy enough to understand right. um, and that had pictures mm-hmm. I mean, it just i couldn't believe there was there wasn't one. so that's really
0: why recreated read easy and we can go on to the next slide yeah i'm gonna take a break and we'll Uh hear from our sponsor and then we'll come back because we're at about half time now and i so i don't want to start a a new conversation but um boy that um that just gives you a life purpose (laughs) 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 right all right. Well, thank you, Maria. And we'll see you in just about a minute here. And um, so audience, I just want you to, to hold on. And uh, we are going to hear from our sponsor, um, right Shop. And I want to thank right Shop for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And, um, this is what they want you to know. Um, they asked, um, how are homeschooling lesson, writing lessons going for you lately? Are there any tears of frustration, long minutes staring at a blank piece of paper because I don't know what to write about? Well, here's the solution, WriteShop Curriculum. Finally, a writing program that understands the challenges of teaching writing. WriteShop has options for kindergarten all the way through high school with engaging step-by-step lessons. WriteShop gives students the necessary building blocks of the writing process so there is zero frustration. And WriteShop not only teaches kids how to write, it shows you how to teach and you will learn to guide them. Them through the writing process and inspire even the most reluctant writers parents brave about the results sherry in florida says i am so pleased with Write shop my eighth grader who was lukewarm about writing and really didn't like write well is blossoming haley in california says thank you so much for creating right it's been a pleasure to teach this curriculum and the results are phenomenal our son went from hating writing to asking for more You can visit writeshop.com to take the placement test and find out at which level best suits your child, tween, or teen. With WriteShop, teaching writing has never been easier. And I just do want to encourage you to do that, um, that placement quiz. The wonderful thing about Rightship is they don't do it by grades; they do it by levels. And um, and what child doesn't want to know that they're behind in reading? They're just moving on to the next book. And so, um, so definitely check them out. And thank you, Rightship, for um, again for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. So I am going to bring Maria back and we are going to continue this conversation. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Thank you just so much, Maria, for, for breaking it down for us as to why this is such an issue, but the hope that there is a solution. And There definitely that, is a solution.
1: Um, and if we can go on to the next slide and yeah. uh, we can see that You know, we have created a product and I'm praying for other products that that do this same thing because Mm. it's written with older readers in mind. It allows for personal use. And this is what's critical. So when you're um, in your homeschooling situations, there are times when you just want to say to your children, let's all just read together and just snuggle up in the corner and just read a book. Mm -hmm. Read easy allows you to do that. We don't have to have anybody working with them. It has text to speech. It has pictures for them at the end of Mm -hmm. every chapter. It has checks for understanding that they could do by themselves. They get points if they um, answer the questions. It's a lot of, of positive feedback for them. And they can do it themselves. That's awesome.
0: uh, And we can go on, too. Well, first of all, I want to to let our our podcast audience know that your website is spelled read, R-E-A-D, E-E-Z-Y.com. So ycom um, So if you can't see the screen and you want to visit this website, that's how you can do it. But also the challenge that Maria just gave you, um, that if you feel called to help in this mission, contact her. Because I know we have a lot of people in this audience, and maybe you're passionate about literacy and helping people. And maybe you have a Um, some technology background and you want to, um, help out with this. I just encourage you to get in touch with her. So, yes.
1: And you know, (laughs) I want to say too, you don't even need technology background because you can use a lot of the techniques that Read Easy uses in your own home with things that that you have that you can. uh, And I wanted to make some suggestions before we Mm -hmm. finish today about, um, ways that homeschool teachers can Use all of these elements um, to do regular reading in the house without having any product at all.
0: That's but I, great.
1: But yes, and and I but I think we have to keep in mind that no matter what product we create, we want it to be somehow interactive so that we we check for understanding mm-hmm. and we. We can see the citations there. There's lots of research which are these things where multisensory, yeah. so you want them to be able to hear the story, mm-hmm. see the story, touch the story if that's possible, mm-hmm. um, manipulate the story, and, and, and all those things with hmm. comprehension. And we go on to the next slide. Sure. Which also, and we want to make sure the the stories have pictures. And Mm -hmm. if we can, to uh, have digital content. Because, again, as we said, this is very, very appealing to to readers. Now, what I want to say here is how could anyone as a homeschooling teacher do this with their own kids? Mm -hmm. Well... Easy enough. You're reading a story before while you're preparing the story. You're reading. You grab pictures that match the story, okay? Mm-hmm. And they could be any. You can go on the internet and find anything, a picture of anything you want, right? Exactly. <laughs> As you read a paragraph, you hold the picture up or keep your screen on your iPad or your laptop mm-hmm. next to you. Yeah, show your your. Um, children your students a picture of what you're reading illustrate it yourself easy enough to do text to speech also there are a number of products i don't know if people are aware of them that actually will for free um change text to speech Mm -hmm. Um, just google text to speech and you'll come up with a number of products the other way to do it Which is a little easier because I find some of those products are a little trippy. Mm. um, Is and I used to do this with my kids when they were little. Record the book ahead of time. Yes,
0: I used to do that too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Many many cassette tapes with my voice on them. (laughs) And as they're reading,
1: just let them follow along. So you follow along the text as. They're hearing the voice. You're seeing the picture next to them and the picture is digital. So it's, um, yeah, appealing to them. Mm-hmm. And you've created your own book. Now, is this a lot more work than regular book? Yes, it is. Of course. Yeah.
0: But, mm-hmm.
1: but I think that the results, um, would be very rewarding and certainly, and yeah. certainly I can see um, that. would be easier for uh, a struggling reader to understand uh, yes so we can go on to the next page and this sure. is a picture from read easy this is one of the illustrations and you can see that um these pictures are animated that boy is actually sweating in the book i mean he really sweats in the book <laughs> <laughs> the the uh the uh, story is age appropriate. The text is modified so that the reading level um, is um, accessible. Right. Um, it does have text-to-speech, and there are the, all the questions are gaming-type questions, so they're fun to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
0: again, just appealing looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big new word is gamification. Everybody's using it. and well, we do,
1: though, and I think it's important to remember this because there's no reason you can't play games with your kids too after every chapter of a book you're reading. Oh yeah, but you have to make sure that your game doesn't distract them
0: from. The That's book. a very good point. Yes,
1: <laughs> so it has to be short enough, to the mm. point enough, and then let's get back to what. Let's get back to the story. Yeah.
0: The story mm-hmm. you want
1: the story to be interesting
0: enough so that that's what holds our attention, you. not the game, right? <laughs> exactly, give
1: them points, give them rewards, you know, yeah. draw a little, have them each have an avatar and add mm. an accessory to the avatar every time they get points. At the oh, end. that's a yeah. uh-huh. great idea! Uh huh, anything to motivate them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we can go on just to show that, effect fact. This does work. Um, yeah, you go to the next slide. We did a test um, hmm. on the Read Easy beta product, and we tested for comprehension, engagement, and the digital components. And uh, we wanted to know if students understood read the Read Easy chapter that they read. Mm-hmm. Did they enjoy it? Um, did they like the illustrations and the animations and attractive questions and Mm -hmm. was reading on the computer appealing to them was it a plus for them Mm -hmm. and we can go on um to show that this study that we did was pretty extensive we studied Hmm. 88 students from grades ages 11 to 21 in grades 6 to 12 and the reason that we did this is because we know that Learning disabled students really cover a span. Yes. And in fact, there, I, we tested this with learners older than 21 and Mm. found that the story was still appealing for them. So yeah, we can't really underestimate what an, a story that's comprehensible will do for even an older reader. And we used, them um, not just three school districts, but they came from different socioeconomic levels. Um, and, uh, the students were a variety of students, but they were all at least two grade levels below okay. where they should have been. Mm-hmm. And we can go on to see some of the results. Yeah. Um, Oh, we can go past that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got ahead of yourself. <laughs> well, go to the next slide. Um, and these were mind-boggling. In mm. comprehension, I can understand what was happening, and I can remember. Wow. Yeah, Look at these numbers. 86%. 86%. That's just, uh, it's unheard of. Hmm. And then if you go on to the next slide. Um, engagement yeah. 74% sent, said they found the story interesting. And that's awesome. That was all. I mean, and our last slide was just that we feel that, uh, oh, I'm sorry. And the digital components were ranked positively. Um, by, hmm. you know, you can, I'm sorry, you can go to the next one too. Okay. But the next one talks about. The digital components and look at that. I would rather read on a computer than a than read on a printed book. Look at that. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I mean that's that's huge. It was fun to read the story on a computer. Look mm. at those nu- look at those numbers.
0: So I guess I'm just old. I love that book in my hands, but I, you know, it, I, <laughs> our kids just don't anymore. Yeah, and you know the funniest thing
1: is we have. Read Easy is not ready for the phone yet. It has to
0: be responsive to be on the phone and right. to be our next.
1: Our oh, next, yeah, yeah,
0: because the majority right. of users are on mobile now. They don't even have yes. laptops and computers.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the funniest thing is I could never in a million years imagine reading a book on a
0: phone. <laughs> Never, I know. I'm
1: <laughs> with you, Peggy. <laughs> I,
0: well, you know, I feel archaic. Whenever I get on an airplane, I pull out my book and my pen, and people look at me like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm reading a book." <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you know, they all got their tablets out. They plug in. They watch a movie. And I like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> isn't it the truth? Isn't it the truth?" So, and I think our last slide just kind of reiterates that you know we feel very strongly that read easy um and hopefully other products like this mm-hmm. um, can offer this audience product they me and will enjoy and this is um this is so critical because my dream for all of this mm-hmm. is not and uh, I say this truly I wouldn't mind making a million dollars, but this is not, <laughs> <laughs> this is not my, my plan. This is not how I started this. My dream is to have a whole library of these books. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have our second book already written and illustrated. That should oh. be um, up on the website, I'd say, by the end of November. Our third oh, book so- is already conceptualized. And um, we are trying to get funding to just get as many of these books put together. Mm. Our, our hope is to do, we start with three types of books. Mm. One, similar to this first book, which is more fiction that has some social-emotional learning messages. Yes. Mm-hmm. The second one would be... Um, aimed at the workforce trade. So fictional oh, stories right. of young people who maybe by accident, maybe by design, decide mm-hmm. that they really maybe want to go on to a traditional academic mm-hmm. uh, path after high school right. and want to pursue a trade. Yeah, And yeah. Maybe expose them to some of the trades that Mm -hmm. are out there. Oh, that would be amazing. Through fictional Mm -hmm. stories. Right. And the third one we're hoping will be biographies of people who overcome difficulties Mm -hmm. and Uh succeeded. And we're hoping in covering those to get a number of people who had disabilities. Yeah. Uh, Just so our readers can have some. Well, uh,
0: mm. yes.
1: yes. Yeah. But that's that that. the dream. Mm. And that is the dream. And we're just hoping that um you know we can garner enough support um, mm-hmm. through funding. We have mm-hmm. we now have a read easy literacy on uh, not for profit. Hmm. So that we're accepting donations. Oh, that's and right, uh we're looking for or we're writing proposals for grant funding, too. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get on Amazon Smile and other places. Yeah. That uh-huh. we, um, get a little bit of funding here, a little bit of funding there. And every single penny
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we make
0: goes towards creating books. It is awesome. I-, I love that vision and just uh, how much, you know, that... The passion that you have behind that, Maria. And, um, yeah, I just remember reading your first product when you sent it to me and thinking, yes, this is, this is so important to have on listed on our website because it, it, it gives a whole different Perspective to reading a book, but it's necessary from all the, all the information you shared with us from the beginning and the research. It, it just, it ties in why, um, we, we see these students start to fail and to fall, fall back. And, um, and unfortunately, as parents, we, we feel like we're so ill equipped that we just back off from it. But I, I'm glad you encouraged us tonight. That this is the time in those years where the struggle starts to happen to, to just be more creative and and to, to interact even more with our students to help them to get past these struggles and to work through them.
1: And I'm aware, believe me, how when children, special needs children get older, they can present us with a lot of challenges. I mean,
0: yeah. really I mean they're not easy <laughs> no, they're well not easy. they, they want to be independent adults just like their atypical peers yeah. but they struggle even more in that process and that individuality and and how do I frame that from when I, I need mom and dad yet I really want that independence and it, yeah. The it good,
1: hard. the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yes, it's true. And it's very hard for us to let go, too, mm. and send them out. I mean, my daughter's at the point, really, where we're you know, considering some independent living options for her. And that is very scary. That mm. is really scary. So what I'm hoping is that I can encourage people to provide them with enough skills so that when it's time... To send them off on their own that we send them as well equipped as we can send them off because they're yes. going to have enough challenges. Let's face it. Mm. Socially, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. For me. I mean, yeah. it, they don't have friends like mm. um, regularly developing young people have. They, yeah. they have to meet. My daughter meets her friends through Special Olympics. That's, oh. that's her whole group. If uh-huh. I didn't have that, I don't even know who she would hang around with. Mm. And I mean, it, one of I'm the glad dreams. Glad you found we, that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the dreams we have for Read Easy someday is to create a Read Easy book club. Oh, cool. That would be so cool. Wouldn't that? Uh-huh. So it would give them a virtual space mm. to mm-hmm. talk about the books and yes. to, um talk about the issues that came up. Our mm-hmm. first book is about a boy who gets, moves to a new series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Misadventures. Um, mm-hmm. He has. And I remember when we tested this in a classroom of older, multiply disabled young people. One of the girls raised her hand and said, I know just how that boy feels because I oh. got bullied too, just like. Oh. Him. And mm. I thought, what a great conversation starter. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And to have them be
0: able to exchange ideas like that. Right, and to pull up those things that they would normally not bring into conversations, but to be more vulnerable and to share that, That's and right. to realize they're not alone—that is so key.
1: And now through technology, I think we've all learned what we
0: can create
1: virtually yeah. that we never were able to create before. And of course, we can yeah. do it within a safe and safe environment because mm-hmm. we're so vulnerable. But yeah. uh, but still, wouldn't that be wonderful to have the mm-hmm. people to talk to each other? Maybe even as their avatar.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. I I was at a conference in um, Las Vegas in June and they were talking about how they're doing VR um, classrooms where all the students put on the VR stuff and they walk around and they actually yeah. are their avatar and they, they can... Um, sit in the classroom with each other and raise their hand and <laughs> it, it's a little more than I, I can uh, wrap my head around but I'm sure it's going to be the way of the future <laughs> well you know the more you do this stuff
1: and I feel like oh my goodness am I really still learning this kind of thing at uh-huh. age? <laughs> but um, the, the things you can do now with artificial <laughs> intelligence And Mm. machine-based learning uh, are amazing, Mm -hmm. and if you can get it to work, I mean, (laughs) yeah, it can really be fun, Uh right? Yes, to work costs money, sadly, everything Mm -hmm. does, and so that's why we're hoping we can we can scare up enough funding to really make these books be as enjoyable as possible for whoever might yes. want to read them. And for anyone who wants to see a sample of the book,
0: mm-hmm. um, there
1: is a sample on the website If You can mm-hmm. scroll down to the bottom of the home page. You can see a sample of uh, um, I think the first chapter is up there. Mm-hmm. So it gives you some idea of uh, the story, the illustrations, the animation, and
0: um, one of the types of jets we
1: that's it.
0: Perfect. Well I just want to thank you so much, Maria, for everything you shared. Um, it It has been an inspiration. Um, I, I love the work that you're doing. and Jane commented from Zambia saying thank you so much for this information and learning from Zambia. Um, so thanks for joining us, Jane. And I know we've had quite a few viewers on. I've seen some heart emojis pop up there, too. So, um, yeah, thank you just for sharing your heart with us, this passion that you have, and um, the hope that, you know, our struggling readers can learn to read. We just have to sometimes be a little more creative and out of the box, but I love the research that you shared with us because that's so important. Sometimes we think we're just guessing, As to what's going to work. And you have a proven model. You've just shown it to us. And well, um, and I just just want to
1: say, too, to your viewers and listeners that we are never alone. All of us Mm. special needs parents have got to stick together. Mm. I I have learned every important thing I have learned about special education from parents. Mm.
0: (laughs) I learn something new every week on this broadcast. And uh, no, it's just amazing. amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And it's, it's amazing. Yes. All these stories. And you know, the majority of my guests have been parents who then followed that passion to help more people who struggled like their own children. And, um, just like me, I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Otherwise, I would have gone back to my job as an engineer. <laughs> but. <laughs> Well, I'm here instead. <laughs> well what well, motivates us more than our children, right? Yes. So true. So true. And you know, Maria was talking about community. And I just want to encourage all of you. Um, we have a brand new community that we just launched this week on the Empowered Homeschool Network. If you go to empoweredhomeschool.org, um, you can sign up to be in our parent group. And also there is, that's the free option. There is a uh, paid $5 a month, um, group that is a mentoring, um, coaching group that is run by two of our team members who are ex-special ed teachers. One's a diagnostician and they are amazing. It's Don and Amy and you get access to them, um, unlimited in that group. And they're going to be doing some, some webinars coming up very soon too. They just have to give me the dates. So watch for that on there as well. And then there's some, some, some courses on there too. We've launched last, um, earlier this summer actually. We launched the, um, homeschooling year. Struggling Learner Through High School Masterclass. And actually, if you signed up for watching this, you got 10% off or at least an offer. So if you sign up for next week's broadcast, you'll get an offer to get 10% off of that as well. So um, anyways, that and then we have some of our other partners are going to be adding courses and content on there too. So um, that's a new place to, to look for things. But um, but then you can also find resources like Maria's. And Maria is one of our amazing SPED homeschool partners that's listed on our website at bedhomeschool.com and um, she's on the reading page for if you look for reading curriculum you can find read easy there along with um, saddleback books which you also talked about the high low readers and um, lots of other things that can help you out and our number one special needs homeschooling blog that um, we just got um, voted for recently so Lots of things on there. And this month, we are focusing, like I said, on dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, um, kind of all those disses <laughs> and everything associated around there. Um, um, we have one more question, Maria, that I just want to throw up um, that um, Creative Minds Homeschooling says, is this more for teens or is it good for younger kids? Um, I would
1: say it can be from anywhere from
0: middle school, even fifth grade. Up all the way through teens. So and what? And, what about you know the the techniques that you talked about earlier and adding the visuals and the digital? Could you do that for any age child? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I think that you'll find more of them built into books for
1: younger mm. kids. It's as they start. Yes, kids.
0: that is so true.
1: So yes, you find mm-hmm. more. You know, so you have to start. Doing your own version
0: of them mm-hmm.
1: at home, but right. Uh, yeah, I i would say this book has worked for, um, oh, I would say fifth grade all mm-hmm. the way up through uh, students in their twenties. Yeah,
0: great. So Creative Minds Homeschooling, I do recommend you go back and watch this video once it republishes on YouTube because, um, Maria went through a lot of statistics and research as to why the different techniques that she talked about work. And, and so, like she said, you're going to find it in a lot of content for younger kids. It's just the, we were stressing more that the teens because it doesn't exist as much except for, for her product. (laughs) So, so yeah, well, keep up the good work, Maria. I just (laughs) applaud you for all that you're doing and thank you for joining me for while you're on a trip, <laughs> not even at home, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just say how much I admire what you're doing too.
1: Oh, and, thank you! Uh, spreading the word about uh, how we can make our
0: children's life success um, mm-hmm. more reachable. Yes, yeah. Every, every little thing helps, and the more that we share, the more we learn, and the more our kids grow and reach the where they need to go. <laughs> So, little by little. Um, so, thank you all for joining us on Empowering Homeschool Conversations. I want to thank again, Right Shop, um, for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. You can check them out at RightShop.com and also check out EmpoweredHomeschool.org, um, our new um, sister website, and spedhomeschool.com, where you're going to find all that same stuff that you've been getting information from for a while now. Um, next week, our focus is on dysgraphia, and the title is dysgraphia. What is it anyways? Um, and we have an expert on, she's actually written a whole book on dysgraphia, which I was telling Maria, I have to read before next <laughs> week. So I'm going to be doing my homework and um, learning more about dysgraphia as well and be excited to share that with you. Um, Well, I will be on the road in Orlando right before I speak at the Special Needs Conference in Orlando. And if you are anywhere near Orlando or Florida, I would encourage you to look up um, FPEA.com. That's the Florida Parent Education Association. They are doing a special needs conference, the 15th and 16th. I'm going to be keynoting that conference. Super excited. I've got a couple new talks I have not given yet. The first one, the keynote is called Doing It Scared, needs homeschooling style. And I know some of you know from listening to my show that I do aerial silks and I'm going to be doing an aerial silks performance as part of my keynote so that um, I've been preparing. So that's going to be lots of fun and talk a little bit about how you do life scared and you just homeschool through it and just trust that, um, God's got it all worked out. So anyways, so I hope you'll see you in person in Florida. Um, but I'll be here next week on this show and, um, hope you see you there as well. So thanks again, Maria. It was a pleasure and, um, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you again next week, right here on Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Mm-hmm.